Hey guys, it's Katie and Mandy. Welcome to the Dirty Britches Minisode. Hey everyone, we're back for a minisode. This yes, and this... Fun. Okay, <laughs> I it is. I have to say, these are probably my favorite quotes I've ever read that people have actually oh. uttered. <laughs> and by favorite, I mean like most shocked and horrified that anyone would actually say this at all. And I just got back this morning. I had a doctor's appointment. My mom died of cancer when I was in my early 20s. And my sister and I are both being retested to see if we have the BRCA1, BRCA2 genes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I met with a genetic counselor. And the whole time I was meeting with her, I was like, oh, my God, like genetic counseling. <laughs> I mean, it's not eugenics. I was not at a eugenics meeting this morning. Let's just make that very clear. Um, but, you know, it was really fascinating to to be in a conversation with a medical professional about genetic kinds of things and like passing on traits. All I could think yeah. about was this season. This could go very wrong. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't tell her about this podcast. Maybe I should have. But um, the last time I did, when I was in a medical office, it didn't really go well. Remember I told you I was like yeah. coming out of anesthesia? Your anesthesia for your eye <laughs> procedure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. By the way, I'm Katie. This is and Mandy. Mandy. Hello. Um, we love learning about white women's complicity with white supremacy because we are white women who want to be in solidarity across uh, racial lines, class lines, gender, sex. Like we want to be in solidarity with people. And so we are um, straight, cis, white, settler, upper middle class ladies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like, and we just know that we have to do better. And today, I want to tell you about um, some of us who are doing some really interesting things. All right. So I can't even remember where I saw this, <coughs> excuse me, this person's name, but I, it was some article about misinformation about vaccinations, about vaccines. And I, this woman's name sounded like a character in a Charles Dickens novel. And so I was immediately intrigued. Her name is Sherry Tenpenny, mm-hmm. which I kind of want that to be a name she invented for like her yeah. traveling snake oil show, but I don't know if that's her birth name. I couldn't find very much about her, like her childhood or upbringing or anything like that. She is mm. still alive. She is not a historical figure. No, she is very much alive. Very much alive. Wreaking havoc currently. Yes. So it turns out she is named by the Center for Countering Digital Hate as one of the 12 most prolific sources of anti-vaccine misinformation, this group, um, a lot of them like know each other and work together too. I'll talk about that a little bit. They have, they account for about 65% of the misinformation that's out there. And Mm -hmm. this group, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, apparently infiltrated a meeting of the National Vaccine Information Center, which is like a coalition of all these anti-vaccine people. And in that meeting, they were, the report said gleefully, which I thought was like kind of an, like an intense adverb to use Mm -hmm. gleefully brainstorming ways to make money off of COVID. Like basically the people it's very much, it struck me like a multi-level marketing scheme where the people at the very top all know that it's total bullshit, but know that it's very lucrative and are super strategic about how they can milk it for as much money as they can. That's yeah. kind of my 
take on her, but I haven't met her. I don't know. All right. So she, I know this will not shock you that she is mm-hmm. not an epidemiologist or a mm-hmm. virologist. Does either, mm-hmm. does that surprise yeah. you? No. Yeah. She, that's surprising. Yeah. She is an osteopath and she graduated with a Bachelor of Arts from the University of Toledo. I don't know what her major is in the year of our birth, 1980. And then she received a Doctor of Osteopathic Medicine degree from the Kirksville College of Osteopathic Medicine in Missouri in 1984. From 1986 to 1988, these are all Wikipedia facts, Ten Penny was the director of the emergency department at Blanchard Valley Hospital in Findlay, Ohio. She opened an osteopathic practice in 1984. Um, she's taking patients, I saw online, if you'd like to have her as your doctor. Mm-hmm. And I, Des Moines, where I live, has a college of osteopathic medicine. I like I've seen an osteopath. I don't really know totally what they right. do. It has something right. so to do with like, it's just mm. a different, there's either a doctor of osteopathy or which is a DO or medical doctor, MD. MD. Okay. Osteopathic schools generally say it's kind of more of like a holistic approach. They do a lot of um, adjustment like musculoskeletal related kinds of things sort of along the lines of like chiropractor stuff a little more. And I will say I work with both MDs and DOs in the hospital, in the emergency department. For the most part, you have zero clue that there's a differentiation between either one. They operate and practice in exactly the same way. And especially now, I think Mm. that that is true. Like Mm. those programs and trainings have um, become very similar. And then also where people do residencies, you can get a DO degree and do like an MD residency and vice versa. Um, So the training is the same. And I know some DOs who are absolutely fantastic doctors and some MDs who are garbage and (laughs) the reverse. So I don't think in general it means anything. I will say back in the 80s when Ten Penny was attending this, it was a different story, largely. There are still some good DOs from her um, era, era, but it was seen much more as like a lesser degree at that mm. point. Okay. It's caught up for sure. But at that point it has, which makes more sense for no where way. she has gone. <laughs> I love your medical insider knowledge. It's really, really mm. appreciated. So mm. she has actually not, I was expecting more followers on social media, about a hundred thousand followers across different platforms. I mean, that's still <laughs> 999,000 400 more than my father. Right. <laughs> like a lot. Um, but she has a podcast. She appears with Alex Jones on InfoWars mm-hmm. and she gives speeches at right wing rallies. Um, in fact, on InfoWars, here's one of these quotes. And this is actually what made me think, oh, she's a perfect Dirty Britches episode for <sighs> the eugenics season because here's her quote um, People are being led like sheep to the slaughter, by which she meant people getting vaccinated. And here's what she said. The people at the top of this ladder, they're eugenicists, and I believe many of them are Satanists. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. me just tell you, this is a problem that I have largely (laughs) with the whole anti-COVID vaccination group of people, that these people truly believe that the majority of medical providers in the United States because 96% of doctors are vaccinated against COVID. So the Mm. vast majority of doctors in the U.S., let alone nurses, physician assistants, NPs, all sorts of other medical specialties. And then 
epidemiologists, virologists, researchers, like PhDs, that they think that all of these people are in some vast conspiracy Mm. to like murder off like millions upon millions of people Mm -hmm. is fucking batshit crazy. And I have no patience for it. (laughs) Zero patience. I'm just going to say bluntly as possible. (laughs) It makes me fucking furious Mm -hmm. because this is what I do for a living. And that people think that I, on my little mini level, am part of some conspiracy or just like blinded by it and like following like a sheep, as they like Mm -hmm. to say all of this, is absolute garbage. And I honestly feel like if people feel that way and they're not going to get vaccinated because they don't trust all of us medical professionals who ourselves have been vaccinated and who understand the science, don't come to us for anything. That's my personal opinion, but stay the fuck out of the hospital and Mm -hmm. out of our clinics. Like, if our opinion is not good enough for you on this, then when you get sick, stay home. May not be a popular opinion. Don't there care. was no, no, no. There was a really tragic article. I think it was in the LA Times. Maybe this is actually what I texted you, but it was this. I think a ER doctor saying mm-hmm. how right now she's worked seventeen straight months without a day off. Which I was like, what? How is that even possible? Maybe I misread that part. But point being, like, work worked super hard, which I know you have through all of this yeah. and seen horrible things and. Mm-hmm had to endure incredible grief and heartbreak seeing people suffer and die. And that the the light at the end of the tunnel was the vaccine. And yeah. that to be on the other side of the vaccine that is so readily available in our country to people and for so many people to not be taking it for such just bonkers reasons. She had, she wrote about this young man. He was like in his late thirties, early forties. I'm sorry. I can't remember all the details, but like a younger guy, generally healthy, had a wife and two little kids came in, had gotten COVID, had not gotten vaccinated. And she was asking him, why didn't you get the vaccine? And he said, well, it was experimental. It hadn't been approved by the FDA. Um, and I don't want to put anything experimental in my body. And, and he had really, I mean, he was in dire straits and she said, well, the drugs I'm about to give you, like the, the treatment I'm about to give you is experimental Mm -hmm. that I'm going to try to use to save your life. Do you not want me to give that to you? Because it's experimental. And he said, well, no, of course, like anything to save my life. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then of course (laughs) he died. And Mm -hmm. she said, it's hard. I'm out of grief. Mm -hmm. I'm out of she didn't say it this way, but like out of fucks basically to give Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when someone, especially someone who has, you know, young children and a family and, and people that are now in a horrible place because he was willing to try these experimental things, you know, to save his life, but not willing to do something that was in the bureaucratic pipeline for approval. I I don't know. I have a hard time believing that that was the real reason, but who knows? Anyway. Okay. Back to this lady, Sherry Tenpenny, because you and I could go off on this all day Mm -hmm. that, But I thought this connection to eugenics that she's accusing basically like the medical profession of being eugenicists in this way. And I think there's also this conspiracy, not that just you all are out to like kill people, but make money through big pharma or whatever, which I'm not sure how that Mm -hmm. works either. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's especially if anybody knows how it works, do email me. I am not beyond that, but (laughs) you are too. You are too. She, I think what's so disingenuous about a lot of the leaders of this movement is that they are making just so oh, much money. Hand over this. fist money. Hand yeah. over fist. I was trying to think of that phrase, but all I could think of was hand, foot, mouth. 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't say anything. Okay, so she's written two books. One is called Saying No to Vaccines, which is apparently a comprehensive guide to why all vaccines are detrimental to your and your children's health. And, you know, of course, she links it to autism, asthma, autoimmune diseases. She looks back at all of these outbreaks of emergent viruses and links them to different vaccines throughout history. And then she has a book, Fowl, Bird Flu. She's super funny. I forgot mm, to mention that part. Witty. Foul, bird flu, colon, it's not what you think, which suggests that the avian influenza is because of vaccines and it's part of an ongoing world government like conspiracy. It will not surprise you that she has these collaborations with all sorts of other people. Many of them are part of that disinformation dozen is the nickname for them. There's a professor, Dorit Reese, who named this the disinformation industry and they like they have all sorts of marketing packages. Like she's got a line of supplements. They cross market with each other. Um, it's like this network, a commercial alliance, it, she says, between companies and groups intended to like whip up these conspiracy theories to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the people that she partners with, it, or it's a couple, Ty and Charlene Bollinger. I went down this rabbit hole. Um, they have an organization called Truth About Cancer. They also partner with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who apparently is also big in the anti-vaccine world with a group called the Children's Health Defense. Mm -hmm. Um, Ty and Charlene Bollinger, they are quoted as saying, it looks as though the new vaccines are 70 or 67 percent more likely to kill you than the virus itself. Not sure where that information comes from. Yeah, right. And so this professor who studies this disinformation industry says, quote, they have many, many passionate believers that serve as salespeople of the misinformation on the ground for the top. It's a product for the people below. They passionately believe it. They're very sincere and it comes across. That was in an article for the AP by Michelle Smith and Jonathan Reese. A lot of this, by the way, I'm getting from a Business Insider article by Mia Jankowitz that was published a couple weeks ago. So as you mentioned, she's got like webinars, modules that you can sign up for. Um, They're discounted right now if you want to join. There's Mastering Vaccine Info Boot Camp. That one's a six-week, like roughly $600 course um, in which the she and her partner go through, I think is, I want to say his name is Mike Hunt, but now I think that's just in my mind because <laughs> that's such a ridiculous name. I actually had a student one time whose name was Michael. His last name was Hunt. He's like, please call me Michael. Michael. And I did, please. I was like, oh, sure. And I didn't think about it. And then it was like, oh yeah, totally get it. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, she... They like roll out research, but very much skew and and misread this research. One example was this professor, Lydia Marowska, and she has come out and said that Tenpenny's use of her research is a complete misrepresentation. And then Tenpenny fired back and said that Marowska was backpedaling, at which point Marowska's like, well, I'm most definitely not. Yeah. And then um, there's a microbiologist at McGill University, Raymond Tellier, who's, who's quoted as saying, almost everything Tenpenny says is wrong. It is quite clear that she does not understand or mil- willfully misrepresents the articles she's reading and is incapable of appreciating them correctly. She mm-hmm. fires back saying that other doctors do agree with her. And then she pulls out these dudes like Ryan Cole, who's a dermopathologist, and Peter McCullough, who's a cardiologist, again, doctors who have no background in public health, viruses, epidemiology, nothing. She claims mm-hmm. 45,000 people have died from the vaccine, which is not true. Insane. Yeah. Um, but it comes from this anonymous computer programmer who ran a model <laughs> that was sponsored by an anti-vaccine advocacy group. So super high I mean, quality information. Here's the thing. One anonymous 
that doesn't <laughs> like come Always on, good. give me a break. Mm-hmm. And two, if forty five thousand people had died from it, don't you think you'd know one or two? You, <laughs> I don't or know. Or like you would have think. heard of somebody's. You know, I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, zero people that I know, and I work in the ER all day long. So no, well, not true. It, it, the CDC apparently <laughs> has logged people who have died after getting the vaccine, but there's no correlation. Causal link. Yeah, right, exactly. right. Um, there are estimates that in one webinar alone, she earned $350,000. That mm-hmm. webinar was how COVID-19 injections can make you sick and even kill you, um, which of course also promote her line of supplements. She also is for hire as a an expert in vaccine injury cases. We're not just talking COVID-19 vaccine, but yeah, like she's against vaccines, all of them. Right. Mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. okay. This part, it's like getting real good. Okay. She was, <coughs> excuse me, an expert guest at a hearing in Ohio at the state legislature invited there by Republicans, um, namely this Republican representative, Jennifer Gross, who put that name in your brain. Cause I'm going to come back to her. So at these hearings, there is a bill that's been proposed, House Bill 248, which I will just tell you at the outset has not made it out of committee, but that Jennifer Gross, the sponsor, is um, working on amendments. It's called the Enact Vaccine Choice and Anti-Discrimination Act. And at this hearing um, that they invited Dr. Tenpenny to, she um, informed the panel that the COVID-19 vaccine makes you magnetic and connective to 5G networks and um, was quoted as saying, there has been people who have long suspected there was some sort of an interface yet to be defined, an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. And then a nurse actually at the hearing also came and the video is like ridiculous, but she's trying to put um, keys and bobby pins to prove that she's magnetic but they won't Mm. stick and so they keep falling off and she's like wait just wait like they stick trying to convince the Mm -hmm. panel that she's actually magnetic okay so in an email to and this comes from um an ohio capital journalist jake zuckerman um i don't know if they like foia requested the emails or what happens but they have an email that she wrote to to representative gross after the hearing saying i stand by everything i said today i put out Facts in all caps and hypothesis singular in all caps points to ponder. God wins, comma, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, which is how I'm going to start signing all of my emails. And this bill. God wins. Yes. According to (laughs) Representative Gross is, quote, not a scientific bill, but a freedom bill. And this bill would prohibit mandatory vaccines would stop businesses from denying services to people who are unvaccinated, make it illegal to make people disclose their vaccine status and other measures along those lines. So the sponsor of this bill is Jennifer Gross. She's District 52, Westchester, Ohio, if we have any listeners who know Westchester. Um, she's a retired lieutenant colonel and a nurse practitioner. And <laughs> I'm still like trying to wrap my mind around this but she supports the three christian bees okay businesses babies and bullets what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) what is wrong with people as a christian mandy can you talk to me about where you learned about the three christian bees in your religious upbringing i'm gonna say (laughs) not directly but mormons love that shit (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, did you do you feel it like does. that is your catechism? That's definitely not what I learned in like no no you no. Know, Right, as CDC far as like doctrinal sorts of things, like no. doctrinal gospel, no. As far as like social, mm. uh, whatever you call it, like heck yeah, Mormons love money and businesses, and lots of them <sighs> and have babies. lots of guns. And, and lots of babies. The babies. <laughs> and the babies. And the babies. Well, there you go. <laughs> businesses, babies, and bullets. So if you weren't oh, sure what insane. those three... Christian bees were. She also stresses that she is personally pro-vaccination but wants choice, at which point I was like, why doesn't this argument extend to other (laughs) health things? But pro-vaccination but wants choice. I think what's so interesting, I've been in a Facebook conversation with a couple of former students. I've been like, I I love my former students. I've been really excited to talk to them. They have very different positions. And it's like one of those Facebook exchanges that feels like really respectful and above board and like genuine. So I really appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. but that, like that part of it of like freedom and choice, Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of appreciation for people valuing choice and valuing freedom. I think this issue, why it's different to me than like reproductive rights or other issues is that it's, it butts up against public health. So Mm -hmm. the analogy I gave one of them was thinking about like smoking bans in public places, like your choice Mm -hmm. to smoke actually, hurts me physically. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do that, you just have to do that in a place where there aren't going to be other people to hurt. Like you have the freedom to hurt yourself, but not to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Jennifer Gross also described businesses requiring vaccinations as quote, eerily similar end quote to the Nazis requiring Jews to wear badges. And she said, those that were lost in the Holocaust are grave, grave reminder that we should not be forcing anyone to take experimentation as this vaccine is an experimental use authorized vaccine. I mean, these comparisons, I've heard this in many iterations comparing this whole issue to the Holocaust and the Nazis, and it's just disgusting. Well, like, <laughs> to, to even go down that Cleveland, road. Yeah, yeah, they would agree with you. Here's what they said, that such comments, quote, normalize dangerous rhetoric while diluting the true horrors of Nazi Germany and insulting the memories of the millions brutalized and murdered by Nazis. Comparing mm-hmm. efforts to save the lives of Ohioans during this pandemic to Nazis is unconscionable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> so ahistorical, like mm-hmm. such a I mean, like the misunderstanding of fascism just generally. And then it's like. I might like the brain. My brain is a history teacher just like starts to melt down. I don't even know what to do. Um, yeah. Interestingly, this three B's lady businesses, babies and bullets. It's interesting because babies can't get vaccinated and they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, get sick and already have. <sighs> I'm especially stressed out about that because my daughter had coronavirus and was hospitalized in the PICU for a week on oxygen several years ago, like right. a different strain yeah. of the coronavirus. Yeah. It is not something to fuck around with. Right. And if you have kids, like the, especially this, the Delta variant, I know there's research, like they're trying to get numbers on whether it is worse for kids, because as far as I can understand, like this, the original version of COVID-19 in general didn't harm kids as much, but right. I don't know about the Delta variant. And, you know, to see your baby lying there with tubes and doctors saying, when you ask them, is she going to be okay? And they respond, you are in the right place. Mm-hmm. that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And so t- for her to say that she's like pro babies and won't understand that they are at risk for us not being able to like provide them safe 
spaces to be in schools or daycares. Thank God our daycares done an awesome job. But anyway, last thing I'll say before I start crying, thinking about that time in our lives, mm-hmm. um, that the Ohio Manufacturers Association vehemently opposed this bill and said that the low vaccination rate in Ohio is slowing their economic growth and progress and, and bounce back and yep. they don't support it. So there's two, she's two for three B's right now. I'm not really sure how the stance is good for bullets, but maybe it is, but it's not mm-hmm. good for businesses. It's not good for babies. And as of June, 2021, um, the health committee lacked the votes to advance, but like I said, she is considering amendments. Mm-hmm. So there is, there is our dirty britches episode for the day. Sherry oh Tenpenny gosh. and Jennifer. Yeah, and this other like Sherry Tenpenny, the other things that I want to disparage her reputation and put out there because okay. they're true <laughs> is that in this article, it says she is in this huge years long dispute with the IRS. She oh, has not leans, at all. leans oh. and debts exceeding $1.5 million and unpaid wow. tax assessments of more than half a million. Um, she has also said wow. that she won't apologize for making money off of the stuff that she does. She says, we do not apologize for earning a living. And there's a Facebook page that was set up over a decade ago. So she's been up to this shit for a long time. Um, that's like an anti Tenpenny page. And its title is Dr. Tenpenny getting rich off stupidity. Mm, I think that's the part. Like I... Look, I I actually just left my job as a professor to support districts. Like we get paid per contract. We have clients. Like I get that you're going to, for people who work in like a consulting capacity that you get paid per contract. I understand that. But to, to be getting paid to spread such dangerous misinformation Mm -hmm. that's the part that makes me really mad it doesn't Mm -hmm. it it makes me less angry that she has made a lot of money but that she has made it doing something that is so hurtful and harmful Mm -hmm. and and i i don't know if she knows how wrong it is or if she genuinely believes this too or if she's just like sees an opportunity to play off people's fears and ignorance. I don't know. But I think that that's the part that disgusts me the most is when people profit off of other people's fear and ignorance. That's what feels super unethical to me. So anyway. Yeah. And I like, I applaud you for being able to stay in conversations that Mm -hmm. feel above board and that are genuine. I can't do it. I can't do it. Not on this subject anymore. Mm. Like I Mm. do not have the patience for people anymore. I've tried Mm. to make comments like there was a person, a nurse that I used to work with who not in where I currently live, another place that posted Sherry Tenpenny's website and saying like, do your research, go listen to this lady, like don't get the vaccine. And a whole bunch of other people that I know posted under there and was like, this lady's a fraud linked to this, linked to this, linked to this, linked to all of the science stuff that refutes the things that she says. And her response to it is, we just have to agree to disagree. I believe Dr. Tenpenny. I don't mm. have patience for that bullshit mm. anymore. Like my response to that is go fuck yourself, <laughs> period. Like, I don't care. I'm not like, yeah. and there are other people have said like, 
I genuinely, like, even though I disagree with these people's choices not to get vaccinated and their vehemence against it and all of that, I feel bad for them that they genuinely feel like they're in a position Mm -hmm. where they're being forced to do something against their will. I don't feel bad for them at all. I don't Mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. That's my, like, that's my opinion at this Mm -hmm. point after being in this for so long in the medical industry. I don't feel bad for you. I Mm -hmm. don't want to try to explain things to you. I don't feel like I have to more than like the general Mm -hmm. like medical explanation. I believe that people should be informed about their health Mm -hmm. and should know what their options are and shouldn't just blindly accept things. Like nothing drives me crazier than when I Mm -hmm. see patients in the ER and I ask them what medications they're on and they don't know and they don't know what Mm -hmm. they're taking them for. That makes me crazy. Like know your health, do all of that. But Mm -hmm. to expect somebody in the medical field to distill their years and years of training and experience mm-hmm. to you in a five minute blurb that makes you feel comfortable about knowing how vaccines work and what's in them and how they're going to work <laughs> in their body is bullshit. Like it can't be done. That'd be like me going to the mechanic and not letting him change my oil until he explained to me how my car ran, what all the ingredients were in the oil and like what difference each of those things were going to make. I don't know. And I believe that that person does. And so I'm going to let him change the fucking oil. Like (laughs) I don't understand this where everybody thinks they have a right to be informed to that same level like you need to tell me everything you know and if you can't i'm not going to trust you it's there's i hate i, I hate <laughs> i'm going to send this say. to you but no I, I mean knowing what you've been through this last year and a half i definitely understand for sure where you're coming from and i honestly think despite what you hear in the news about teachers having like hell-bent agenda on indoctrination i really prided myself on creating space for students to explore their ideas and to have them constructively push back and have everyone engage in like respectful dialogue about different positions. Like that's something I really value, I think is a super important experience for students to have in public schools, in all schools. And so these are my former students. And it's like, I immediately go back to that relationship with them where it is, it is truly about like, sussing out why why they're concluding what they're concluding what criteria they're using to understand it what you know here's what i'm thinking about what do you think about that like i i am my best self when i'm in my teacher mm-hmm. mode because mm-hmm. it's like that i don't know how else to interact with students and that's that's mm-hmm. why it's so hurtful these claims of indoctrination because it it's kind of how you feel when someone's like oh you're you're sad and killing a ton of people or profiting from big pharma. You're like that. Nothing could be further from the truth mm-hmm. within like other relationships. I have, it's a lot harder for me to like, I, you're kind of like, I'm done. I mm-hmm. have felt that. So I, yeah. but when it comes to like my former students or current students, and that's what I think I do want to I'll send you this, you know, the onion. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So this was the title of an article the other day. Vaccine Skeptic does own research by enrolling 45,000 friends in double-blind clinical trial. (laughs) Determined to gather all the facts before drawing any conclusions, local vaccine skeptic Joel Edwards was reportedly doing his own research Wednesday by enrolling 45,000 friends in a double-blind clinical trial. It's important to always think for yourself, which is why I'm conducting a five-year, three-phase placebo-controlled study with tens of thousands of volunteers from across the country, said the 32-year-old car wash attendant who explained that he had divided the trial participants into two randomized groups, one which he would inject with the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and the other whom he would administer an injection of saline solution. 
solution. Listen, I'm no sucker. You're free to be a sheep, but I'm not going to take anything the government tells me for granted without conducting a multi-million dollar study published in the New England Journal of Medicine proving the safety and efficacy of my NRA vaccines. At press time, Edwards was feeling incredibly validated after learning all participants who had received the COVID-19 vaccine had either become infertile, autistic, or died. Oh, onion. I mean, exactly. The the reality of it is, is that there is no medication that exists on the earth currently that has been given to as many people with as stellar of a safety profile as these vaccines Mm. have. I mean... There's, there is nothing, not Tylenol, not like your blood pressure medication. None of it has been administered as extensively. If something really horrendous was going to happen, it would be happening on such a widespread level Mm -hmm. right now that we would know about it. And it's just, it's beyond me. I can't like, exactly. If you're going to do your own research, that research should not be watching some ladies YouTube videos <laughs> online. A double blind, like multi-year research study isn't the same as watching Sherry Tenpenny's YouTube channel. Yeah. No, yeah. it is not. And if something <laughs> strikes you as, oh, that sounds a little crazy, it's because it's fucking crazy. So like magnetic, uh, like you can yeah. attach metal objects yeah. to your body. Or now we're all like somehow connected with 5G cell phone towers. Like, come on. People, I can't. Also, we all like the cell phone I'm holding in my hand right now already was tracking me and my very yeah. interesting life going to <laughs> Target curbside and back and yeah. maybe a few parks if the weather's nice. Like, yeah, right. Very, you know, anyway. Yeah, the fact we that, that anybody on. thinks that people really care about your minutia bullshit in your life. Come on. <laughs> Not that our other episodes aren't rant filled, but I feel like mm. our mini sods are really just like a pressure valve for us to just share oh, our, our, and I would like other. to say to anybody who thinks that maybe I've been a little extreme or, um, unfair in this, a, I don't give a shit. And B, <laughs> you have no idea. This is the filtered version. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, she's not I'm, lying. <laughs> it's I'm, true. Yes. I'm over it. I'm over yep. it, people. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, well you know, I love I could you. go on, but I should, I want to keep my job too. So <laughs> I, for what it's worth, I, I don't say this enough to you. Just thank you for the work that you do. I know this last year and a half especially has been incredibly difficult and scary. And I just am so, so appreciative of all the frontline workers, um, whoever's been taking care of people, especially and to the teachers who are starting the school year, um, especially in places where their safety has not been taken into an account, the student safety isn't being taken into account. We all want to be back in schools, and I know that there are measures we can take to make it safer, and I just wish you all the best, and I hope everyone's staying as safe as they can. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Be safe Love out you. there, everybody. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.